from the TWU Air Division offices in Colleyville, Texas. It's the TWU Air Division podcast with local 513 Second Vice President Brian Parker. Join Brian as he discusses issues that affect the careers and lives of Air Division members. Take it away, Brian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transport Workers Union Air Division podcast. Joining me today is Air Division Director Gary Peterson. Welcome, Gary. Hey, Brian. Glad to be back with you. It's been a while. It has been a while, and speaking of a while, we got a lot to catch up on. Let's start with the groups that are in negotiations currently. Yeah, we have several in negotiations, several groups, that is. Probably the biggest group-wise is Southwest. We have several open agreements there, including dispatch, the flight attendants who are now going into mediation, and the ramp typical of how things normally go for whatever reason Southwest has decided uh, it seems to follow suit with uh, how carriers have been doing negotiations over the past couple of years and unfortunately it doesn't seem as though the process is moving as quickly as we'd like to see but we'll take it one day at a time. Then we got obviously Envoy, we have our mechanics, aircraft mechanics, ground mechanics and stock clerks and negotiations there. That process is moving along. Hopefully we, we are going to get ourselves into the financials here and get something closed out. Otherwise, that one may move into mediation, but hopefully not. And then we have three particular dispatch groups outside of Southwest that are in, Air Wisconsin, Republic, and Frontier. And I may have missed somebody along the way as well. But on those three, Air Wisconsin and Republic are both in mediated sessions and probably been too long for both of those groups. We've actually asked for a proffer for arbitration, which is a step towards release on Air Wisconsin already, probably not too far away from that on Republic as well. And then we just opened allegiance negotiations for the flight attendants last month. That negotiation seems to have started off, I hate to, to jinx the group, but seems like it started off okay, I guess would be the answer. And, and we'll see where that progresses to. But those are pretty much the groups in negotiations right now. And obviously, I might have missed one or two along the way, but those are the bigger ticket items. Uh, now let's talk about who's ratified agreements recently. So we've had Local 548 reach a couple different agreements with Envoy and American on the sim engineers and their instructors, which has been great. Those went pretty quick. They were more or less extensions to their contracts. They really didn't get into anything but their economic pieces and then a couple minor tweaks. But those went real well. Um, I was real impressed with Chris and his team, Chris Turner and his team getting it done. And then we have a group that kind of is obscure and, and a lot of probably people don't even know exists is in Local 525. We have simulator engineers with Airbus, both in Miami and Denver, and we were able to get that contract locked down in a short amount of time. Real impressed with Kevin Smith and his group down there getting it done. And those all kind of tied together, which was great. So having that happen over the last couple of months is really good. And locals working together and making sure our groups are kind of tied in with one another was, was good to see. And then Kevin continues to get government contracts. They move from vendor to vendor, so to speak. And that's just the way they're structured. So he's pretty busy with those. He got, he's gotten a lot of those covered and you know, closed out, including a big one with Canaveral Port Authority. And that was on wage modifications. And that group voted at 100% yes just the other day. That's awesome. And then uh, the one thing that ties into negotiations and obviously trying to get to a ratification is campaigns. Yeah, we got a few campaigns going um, on the international side. We have our Assault Won't Fly campaign, and that's in support of our flight attendants and gate agents. We're working to gain them protection from abusive passengers, and this has gone on a long time. We're going to continue to press up in D.C. to get some protections put in place. No one seems to understand from a government standpoint between prosecutors and law enforcement who ultimately has 
responsibility where it, it seems as though it's a, a mixed bag. So we're trying to get some singular laws put in place to protect both the agents and flight attendants. Agents are a little easier because they're on the ground, but in the air, the flight attendants get a lot of resistance is probably the best word I could use when they, they try to do this process because jurisdictional issues come up all the time. That information can be found at assaultwon'tfly.com. We're asking all our members to join us in that effort. The other one that just kicked off in the last day or so, which is critically important to all of our members again, is a campaign against airlines doing stock buybacks. That one is off and running. And let me just elaborate on that a little bit. During the PSP, when all that went through during the pandemic, there was a rule put in place that when the airlines took federal funding, they could not purchase or do any type of stock buyback. And that's set to expire on September 30th this year. So we're asking everybody, to all of our members, to, to join in a fight by going to nostockbuybacks.org. And there they'll find more information on the campaign, which is critical to all of us. Okay, let's move on to we finally have a finalization of the American Airlines bankruptcy. Yeah, years in the works. We've dealt with the bankruptcy. All of us have. We've been here since that started, I guess, and maybe even a few years before it felt like it started. But anyhow, yeah, that's that's finally over. The courts closed the case out. So there has been a final distribution of the equity to both the American and to the Envoy members. And that's available at computershare.com. And I don't have the particular details, but the locals were sent that information. And the members should be able to go on the website and find out exactly you know what the distribution is. Now, this distribution is to close out the bankruptcy, so it's very minimal. It could be anywhere from 20 30 bucks up to a couple hundred dollars. It's not going to be anything super significant. Okay, the next thing on American is uh, I know we have some arbitrations coming up, uh, four if I'm not mistaken. We got four scheduled arbitrations, and the membership's been asking about these, so hopefully these are out there. We're doing the attendance policy arbitration in September. There's one for holiday pay for those on particular leaves, and also an OJI that'll be heard in December. And then we have two specifically for maintenance and related. One is on aircraft moves. That'll be in February. And the last one is on field trips, which will be heard in April. Let's talk about JetBlue acquiring Spirit Airlines. Yeah, so you and I did a separate podcast on the JetBlue acquisition of Spirit, and so there's more detail on that. Because obviously, TW is opposed to the acquisition, and the main point I want to again emphasize is the acquisition of Spirit by JetBlue is super high risk for our membership. Unless JetBlue is able to thread the needle and somehow gain approval from the DOJ, and depending on what they have to divest of and kind of all the things that go into this acquisition, you know, the, the question really for us is at what cost does this deal actually come together? And if it doesn't work out, JetBlue's on the hook for about $470 million to Spirit and the shareholders at Spirit if it doesn't work out and they aren't able to get it through DOJ. So that's concerning to us as an organization for our members. I understand many of our members at both carriers, both Spirit and JetBlue today, they don't have a great deal of experience with understanding exactly how an acquisition works and, and those types of things. But we do. And, and obviously, one thing, Brian, I know you, you and I have done this probably too many times, but... You know, seniority is the holy grail in the airline industry, and any time an acquisition like this is going to take place, seniority is going to be affected unless you're, so to speak, the number one person on the seniority list. Maybe if you're top 10, it doesn't hit you as much, but as you move down and, and start combining the work groups, you know, seniority is going to play into this, and your seniority is going to be affected. The base you work at or the station you're at may change, or definitively where you fall in in that station is going to change because there's going to be more people if this thing comes together. And we don't know if everybody's going to remain in that location. And obviously, JetBlue has not 
and continues to avoid having any conversations with us on the subject. And then unfortunately, they're not obligated to, but as uh, many airlines have done in the past, they generally open dialogue. When they do these types of things, they've just closed the door and said, well, we'll talk about that later on. They're solely focused on how to get this through the DOJ, it seems, and, and not really worried about any of the people that work for these companies. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a huge, a massive, complicated puzzle, and the workers are just one tiny piece in their eyes. Yeah, and again, I think they look at the financial side, how it's going to affect them, either pro or con, so to speak, financially, what would happen with Frontier and Spirit merging versus them being, you know, JetBlue on the sidelines. Now it's kind of flipped the opposite way. Frontier's off on their own, and now you got Spirit and JetBlue combining. And, you know, I'd be remiss. We have, we have members at Frontier, but Frontier has come out kind of strong in this and said, well, we have airplanes, we have, we have a growth plan, and we can do this on our own. They believe they're going to be competitive. That's another negotiations we're involved in, obviously, at Frontier, and, and so we'll have to shift our gears there, so to speak, on how we, we go from what was potential merger negotiations into just pure Section 6. At the end of the day, our belief is that airlines as standalone carriers without mergers, acquisitions, those types of things, are better for any members. And once you start merging and once you start acquisitions or mergers and you start putting these puzzle pieces together, like you said, then we become cogs in the wheel and the outcomes generally don't work out as well for us as they do corporate leaders and shareholders. And acquisitions, obviously, more so than mergers is, you know, a whole lot more risk involved for our members. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they're taking a huge financial risk. You know, either way, they're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to make this thing come together. And that's borrowed money in the big scheme of things. And, and you're working on borrowed money, borrowed time, and, and usually those things don't end well. But, you know, again, it's threading a needle. We'll see what exactly happens. But for our members, just know that we're going to be there every step of the way representing them through this. And quite honestly, as we get information, they will have information. But until we get some sort of information from the carrier that they want to have a, an open dialogue and start to share, that kind of leads me to exactly what they're thinking. And that is they're going to tell us how they want to do this when it's all said and done. And we're going to be in a fight over it, just like we've been for several years. Okay, well, I mean, that's a good explanation, a pretty good overview of everything going on right now, unless we've missed anything that you can think of. Southwest, the flight attendants are planning, I think, a picket in September. We'll get that information out to our locals. I think it's important that all of our locals support our flight attendants at Southwest in their fight. As any group wants to get into that type of position, meaning, you know, protest or picket or whatever, across the system, we need to support our members at all of those locations. Okay, Gary, I appreciate you joining me and uh, kind of giving us an update. It's always a pleasure to sit here and talk with you. And I do want to wish all our members well. Hopefully they're safe and everything is going good. And uh, we do have Labor Day coming up, and that's our holiday for us to celebrate. So everybody be safe, take care of yourselves, and have a great day. For more information about the TWU Air Division, visit our website at TWU.org forward slash divisions. To comment on this or any of our podcasts, email us at airdivisionpodcast at TWU.org. You can listen, download, and stream episodes of the Air Division Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, your favorite Android podcatcher, or your RSS feed-enabled browser. Air Division Podcast episodes are also available to stream and download from our website, podcast.twu.org. Music provided under license by Pond5.com. TWU Air Division Podcast is produced and engineered by Tommy Ingle.